The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Rev. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. We're here each week at this time and so glad that you've joined us today because we're going to talk about caregiving. Caregivers are a special gift from God, Percy. Caregivers are a special gift from God and caregiving is a very important component and I think in some cases a very misunderstood uh, skill set that we want to elaborate upon today that is important to the cancer community. You know, in my own life, there was a difficult season of being a caregiver for a very close friend. And it was difficult at the time. I'm going to be honest with you. It was very difficult. But at the same time, I felt so rewarded for having gone through the experience. Caregiving is hard. You know, my mom is a caregiver of my dad who's been uh, physically disabled for 30 years now. And and I constantly am encouraging her around the things that she has to do as well as maintain and take care of herself. And that'll be part of some of the discussion uh, that we'll unpackage. But again, caregiving is a very difficult skill that really no one has formally taught people how to be a caregiver. Many caregivers are thrust into caregiving at a moment's notice. Sure. And we can all be a caregiver. You know, it just takes the right kind of attitude and right kind of motivation, doesn't it? Well, ultimately, I think that's the bigger point as well, is that we all should embrace the idea of being a caregiver on some level and 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 begin to look for ways to be able to provide care to people who are uh, of need of that and in need of that. And so absolutely, it's a, it's a condition of the heart. But I think that there's also some nuanced skills that one can learn and understand how to be an effective caregiver. So if you are the recipient of the services of a loving caregiver, or if you are the caregiver, stay tuned today. We're going to find some real encouragement here. Encouragement from Scripture as well. Yes, Wayne, our spiritual nugget for today is found in Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30, and it reads as follows. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mm-hmm. If you're asking yourself, well, where do I start? We have a helpful resource you can download even as you listen today. It's called Physical Needs of Cancer Patients. And it's a great starting point for you to pinpoint how you can step in and help as a caregiver. So download this free resource, Physical Needs of Cancer Patients, at healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, coming up, we'll talk with a woman who's been the recipient of caregiving and is very grateful for it. Stay tuned to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. 
Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. So glad you've joined us for this week's edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Some great insight coming up from our guest here in just a moment. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Percy McRae. Thanks for listening. Our website is healthhopeandinspiration.com. With me today is, and I'm so excited to have her, we've spoken to her before, is Mary Fields, who is a currently active treating cancer patient at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Noonan, Georgia, and she has agreed to talk to us again about some things that is really important. She's uh, gone through a training program that we've spoken about on many occasions here on the show called Our Journey of Hope, and she's gone through that training. And so again, Mary, it's so good to have you back. How are you feeling and how are you doing? Thank you so much. I feel wonderful, doing really good. Well, it's good to have you with us. Uh, On our last time that we spoke, we made reference to the fact that you went through a training program called Our Journey of Hope that we talk about much on, on this radio show that basically empowers local members of churches, pastors, and spiritual leaders and lay members to be equipped to support and talk to uh, cancer patients and their caregivers. And the angle that we want to talk about today is caregivers, the power of being a caregiver, the challenge of being a caregiver, and in some cases, things that caregivers should do and things that they shouldn't do. Uh, One of the chapters in the curriculum of the Our Journey of Hope program that you've gone through is called Caring for the Caregiver. How important is caregivers from your perspective, and how important has caregiving been for you in your journey? Uh, Caregivers are the number one people when you're going through this journey. Um, It's been very important for me because if I didn't have my caregiver, my number one caregiver is my husband, Mm -hmm. I think that it would have been more of a challenge for me just knowing that he was going to stick by my side. When we took our vows, he said, in sickness and in health. Well, we obviously didn't know what was ahead on our road, sure. but when this came along, he he has been very committed to supporting me, to supporting my decisions, and just being a helpmate. So what would you say is one of our couple of things that are important for caregivers, someone who's listening right now who is supporting someone with cancer? What What are some of the things that are important that caregivers should remember to know or to do? To know and to do, what helped me through the process is laughter. Okay. To be positive and always uh, bring laughter. You know, the word says that laughter is good medicine. It is. And and I believe that, and it has been. And, and not only that, to continue to plan and dream about your future. Okay. And share that. Um, even the caregivers need to share that, their portion, with the cancer patient. Because if the cancer patient feels like their caregiver has other things to look forward to, that keeps the focus off of, of you so much, and it's on to others. Is it fair to say that as a cancer patient, you don't want to always hear and talk about cancer? You want to talk about other things, and you need 
for lack of a better term, if, if this is not a good term, correct me, a diversion to divert you off of the focus only about cancer. I'm hearing you say that you, you your caregiver or have a caregiver talk about things to happen, things to come, other things other than cancer. That's right. And for me and my caregiver, my husband, um, in between on the good weeks when I had the strength, we would get together. He has a motorcycle. I have a motorcycle. We'd go ride. And we I can so see you on a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> you like a motorcycle kind of person. <laughs> it was a, it was a joyful event. So we would have those things to look forward to because we both enjoy riding. So you find something that you enjoy doing and and go and do those things as much as possible. You know you're you still have life. You're living. So as much as God allows you to have the strength to do things, go and do those things, whether it's gardening, biking, whatever it is. Because you're not just a cancer patient. You're right. a human being that was doing things, still interested in doing things, and being encouraged to do so is, is an important thing that a caregiver can do for someone supporting someone with cancer. Yes, and it just so happens that during this journey we've had two grandchildren our first two grandchildren were well congratulations born. thank you so we made the big event at the hospital when when they were born so wow. we were there for their births and you know if you have to wear a mask wear a mask and wait for that child that there's joy there's joy along the path sure so those are some things that a caregiver should do and can do to be a good supporter to cancer patients how about some things that you may have learned or heard along the way that caregivers should not do. How about some mistakes that caregivers make unknowingly? Because in many cases, what I've heard in, in 20 years in talking and supporting with cancer patients is, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. So in some cases, things are done by mistake. Let's see if we can help somebody today about some things to avoid, things not to say, things not to do as a caregiver. Don't talk about the appearance of the cancer patient when they're at their lowest. Okay. Just try to encourage them every day. Find something good and encourage them so that they'll continue to have strength to get through that day. Now, one of the things that I've heard, and I don't know if this is true, because every cancer experience is not the same for every cancer patient, but one of the things I've heard a lot of over the years is in some cases, uh, caregivers in terms of trying to help people, cancer patients to eat or certain dietary practices, or you can't eat that or don't do this. Can you speak to that dynamic at all? Uh, the pros or cons of how to support a cancer patient around nutrition. Nutrition becomes a very highly compromised dynamic in many cases of cancer patients treatment process. Can you speak to that? Well, the caregiver needs to keep in mind always that this is just temporary. That's the real key. It's just temporary because there will be times when the patient cannot eat, cannot drink, and, and the caregiver is it feels like their hands are tied because they'll offer you something and it turns your stomach. And you're like, no, I can't have that. I just don't feel like I can eat that. Or the caregiver will say, won't you fix a smoothie today? Wouldn't you like to have a smoothie? Mm -hmm. Because you need to have your fresh vegetables and your fruits. But for me, in particular, there was a window where I couldn't eat anything fresh. It had to be cooked. So that kind of okay. threw a damper on my juicing every day. Okay. And then there was another occasion when all I wanted and could eat was a bowl of chicken gnocchi soup from Olive Garden about 10 p.m. <laughs> okay. So my caregiver was gracious and went and got that soup. But when he came back with it, I couldn't eat it. <sighs> 
So instead of being frustrated and saying, well, why didn't you eat that soup? I went out of my way. Yes. He didn't say that. He said, I'm sorry you couldn't eat that. And he just did away with it. Okay. I think what I'm hearing you say, particularly with regard to this, but probably even more general, is to be dynamic and to be able to pivot and shift. Things change drastically with regard to what happens uh, during your treatment process and for cancer uh, patients. Lastly, what is the one big thing that you'd like to say about caregiving? What's the one big thing that you'd like to leave this audience with the thought about about the power of being a good caregiver? Well, think about that word caregiver or caregiving you are giving of yourself to someone else because you care for that person so in that regard caregiving is is simply that it's giving care to the other person and the caregiver is empowered more than they may think so Mm. they make a huge difference in their attitude and in the way that they give care so once the caregiver kind of gets in tune with the Mm -hmm. way the patient needs to receive it then all things work together smoothly. The the key is to be flexible. You've got to be flexible because things change sometimes from day to day. Sure. One day you may be in urgent care. The next day you may be having feeling great. There's no um, cookie cutter for anybody in their cancer journey. Every every journey is unique, and every cancer patient is unique, and every caregiver is unique. So, but the caregiver has a lot of power to produce hope and to give encouragement, and to be the physical person there to to physically take care of your needs as well. But the caregiver also needs to take care of themselves. I was going to ask you, do we need to also help remind them that they need to take care of themselves as well? Yes, they do. And for my husband, when he needs to take a break, you know, he'll, he'll take the break when I'm able to give him that break. So take advantage of those breaks that you get, whether it's an hour here or there or whether it's a few days, and maybe enlist someone else in the family or in your church family to come in and step in for that short period of time. I know that my sister came several times when my husband just had had enough of caregiving for for a moment and would relieve him and that was wonderful that was just a gift from god amen well this is mary fields active cancer treating patient uh, at the cancer treatment centers of america in noonan georgia giving us pearls of wisdom we thank you for your journey for your life thank you for your contribution back to the world and again at the end of the day we're expecting great and wonderful things to happen to you thank you so much Such helpful advice from one who knows. That's Mary Field here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Maybe you're asking yourself, I want to be a caregiver, but where do I start? We've got something very special to share with you. It's called Physical Needs of Cancer Patients. It can get you thinking about what you can do to help. You can download this free at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. More coming up on today's broadcast. Stay with us. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. 
Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. Our program is called Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Reverend Percy McRae. Percy, it's an honor to be with you and to uh, give people guidance each week on what to do. In this case, as a caregiver, what a vital ministry to have in people's lives. Well, what we've learned and what I've understood over the years is that the art of caregiving, the understanding of caregiving, and even the responsiveness to caregivers has been really a very understated school of thought that's been looked over or or not really highlighted and given the attention that it should. And so we really want to talk about the profound power and affect of what caregiving is, what caregivers can do, and ultimately how they impact and affect those that they're taking care of. Yeah, it's a power for good, isn't it? it? It's a power for good on so many different levels. I mean, when we think about care, a caregiver, and I'm sure that there are many people who are listening to us who can relate to this, who are providing care to loved ones, their, their moms, their dads, their, their spouses, their children, that number one, Giving care and being a caregiver is tiring. It's a really a, a arduous, tiresome task that in some cases is, is not really – it's a thankful task in some ways. But the power of it and what it means for the person that you're giving care to and ultimately to be a good caregiver, what that means to you as an individual to provide that care it does something for you as well. Yeah, and we haven't talked about the fact that the recipient needs to be gracious in accepting too at, at the very time that they're going through a, a challenge. I mean – that can be hard. Well, you know, there are some personalities and individuals who struggle with independence uh, when they're when they're compromised for whatever reason that requires caregiving. And so sometimes the recipients of good care are not necessarily as gracious and as kind. So it calls for wisdom on the part of the caregiver. You know that you're needed, but how to present yourself is important. There's a psychology to it, uh, understanding the unique dynamics of the personality of the person that you're trying to service and take care of as well. So the point here is there's a lot of different moving pieces into the art of being a caregiver and to be an effective caregiver. One of the things we learned from our guest today, Mary Fields, was that the caregiver needs to take time to take care of themselves. I know of scenarios and situations, Wayne, where literally we've had to physically remove a person from the bedside because they simply wouldn't eat. They would not mm. rest. They would not, uh, you know, take care of themselves just from a hygiene perspective because they were they felt so committed in many cases and compelled that I cannot leave the side of this individual that they really negated their own personal, mental, emotional, and physical well-being. So maybe some of us can be caregivers to the caregivers and give them a break once in a while. And I'll give you a great example. I recall having a neighbor, uh, husband and wife, great neighbors of mine, and the husband had a very a serious injury that really caused him not to function well. And the wife was providing care. And I noticed she just wasn't the same when she would take the trash out and when she would speak. And so just as a concerned neighbor, I began to ask some additional probing questions that ultimately led her to tell me this is what was going on, but she Mm. didn't share anything with anyone, and that she actually was not taking care of herself. She was carrying the burden, wasn't she? So then we began to become, as neighbors, 
a caregiver to the caregiver of someone that she was taking care of. So it's a valid point that we can all become caregivers on some level, either directly or indirectly, in one way or another. One of the things I heard Mary talk about was allowing the caregiver to plan and to dream. What do you think she meant by that? And she actually talked about the importance of a caregiver sharing their vision and dreams of the future to the person that they're taking care of and how that encourages a patient. I've never heard that school of thought. The way that I interpreted that was that in many cases, people who are receiving care then become inspired by the person that's caring for them because they're still talking about their plans to move forward in the future. And I would assume and hopefully think that those plans would also include the person that they're caring for that then would kind of pull them in that direction of this is what we're going to do next year. Here's a trip that we, we're still going to take. Uh, I, I have read and heard, uh, particularly when this relates to uh, husbands and wives, to talk about the second honeymoon that you, you never took but mm. that you were planning to take, yeah. you know, that 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 trip into to in the in the mountains or whatever, that camping outing. So, again, to have the caregiver talk about that, then by osmosis, I think, encourages the person that's being cared for that we're moving forward and we're looking forward to things kind of moving their eyes. Absolutely. Huh? Yeah. Lift up your head. Yeah. 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 I like that a lot. We have a very practical resource I want to uh, share with our listeners in just a moment along these lines. But let's go back to that scripture that you read earlier. Early. I think it fits right in here so nicely. Yes, our spiritual nugget for the day is Matthew eleven twenty eight, and it reads as follows: Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We need to come unto him, the Lord of hosts, and understand that he is helping us to bear our burdens, and as we provide care to others, we are helping to carry those burdens of others as well. And that verse is so appropriate, whether you're a cancer patient or a caregiver. I think that works just as well. At Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. All right, let me take a couple of minutes and talk about a resource that we want to put in the hands of our listeners, something very, very practical. It's called Physical Needs of Cancer Patients. Now, you probably could come up with some of these things yourself, but what a comprehensive list of things that we can work from as caregivers. Some of the things that we can begin to understand that will be helpful in this regard that this resource will provide is just household chores. Have you thought about that? I mean, the house has to be cleaned, right? right. Someone has to clean the house and and that that chore falls to the wayside if you have individuals who are burdened by care and those who are caring for those who are burdened by care. So just some common things around daily household chores, taking care of helping people with their lawn, yeah. helping them with, you know, purchasing their groceries or running their children maybe back and forth to, to school or to function. Simple things, but these are needs of cancer patients that need to be assisted with. Well, there is far more in this free resource available, but let me just highlight one of the areas that talks about, and that's financial assistance. Very often, a cancer victim is going through a financially trying time as well, 
and we can come along. We can help raise money for them. We can uh, we can give. Maybe we can give up a meal in a restaurant so they can do something special. Well, you know, one of the things that particularly the local church does very well, we could possibly organize and have a bake sale. You know, where we can begin to generate and help raise funds to help offset some of the very expensive costs. As we all know, cancer care can be expensive and can be draining on one's finances. So we can begin to look at creative ways to possibly support people with cancer and struggling with cancer from a financial perspective. Understand and know that there is a burden that is placed upon one's finances as they are experiencing cancer and treatment. So you'll get some ideas when you download this free resource. You'll get ideas on financial assistance as a caregiver, ideas for caring for children and pets, ideas for help with the household chores, as Percy talked about. How about in the area of healthy meals and exercise and helping that uh, cancer patient get plenty of sleep? These are all things that we can do. And you can download this free resource at healthhopeandinspiration.com. I think it's a great way to start. It absolutely is. And again, the more that we are equipped with to do practically, it helps us to be effective and efficient caregivers in a way that is deliberate and that is intentional, that will provide a support to those individuals that they will appreciate much later on down the line. Of course, there is no cost or obligation. Simply go to healthhopeandinspiration.com to download physical needs of cancer patients. Our time is up. Percy McCray, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Thanks for your time, Percy. Go forth and be blessed, and we'll talk to you again very soon. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America care that never quits.